For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I am your libertarian voice. And I got a great call on my last show from Nancy and Vinings, who said she was born and raised a Republican conservative. But thanks to me, she now considers herself a libertarian. And I was trying to explain to her, and I did not put it very well, but that I actually think that inside... Uh, a lot of conservatives are libertarians who just don't have all the facts, like uh, aren't getting all the facts. And and what I mean by that is libertarian versus conservative is libertarian has um, conservatives and libertarians agree on fiscal conservatism, small government, whatever. No redistribution of wealth. Then the second leg of the stool is uh, social legislation. The libertarian wants pure civil liberties. And I and the conservative wants to uh, generally is in favor of um, cultural legislation, which I personally think is a reaction. I don't think that's the natural state of the traditional conservative. I think that it's a reaction to the secular movement that did hijack the legislation. But that's topic for another day. The third leg, though, is this idea of a just war. And a lot of conservatives are religious, moral people who recognize the basic fundamental morality of uh, human civilization from the beginning of time, which is, you, you know, thou shalt not kill. And uh, so when, when, when Obama, what we're talking about today is this document that came out uh, from Judicial Watch, uh, released it, but it came from the Defense Intelligence Agency, that the U.S. saw ISIS coming, liked it, gave uh, its the its root elements safe haven, saw that it could destabilize and even break up Iraq, saw that it could mean an Islamic state in Iraq, and uh, for various reasons was happy about this. Specifically, by name, it says to unseat Assad. Now, so that's our topic for today. But what I'm talking about as far as libertarian versus conservative on on how to approach whether we consent to these foreign interventions conservatives think libertarians are doves and libertarians think conservatives are hawks i would say but the reality is i think we both have the same moral position which is thou shalt not kill and this whole serious saga unfolding demonstrates that and i'll tell you why how Obama first and Kerry tried to get our consent 
to bomb Damascus with Tomahawk missiles in response to what they said, and I think this is, they were wrong about this, but what they said was that Assad used chemical weapons on his own people, including children, and that he needed to be uh, taken to task for that in the form of Tomahawk missiles to save the children, I guess. But the basic idea, like in Libya, was that it was humanitarian aid. And by coincidence, I had, were Tellingly, I read a a book called The Unauthorized Biography of Barack Obama, which was published before he was even elected, that said he would carry on the same reshaping the Middle East policies as the uh, neocons, the right, but he would do it uh, uh, under the auspices of humanitarian aid in order to keep the anti-war left placated, keep them quiet. But fundamentally, and this is the difference between the left and the right, not between libertarians and conservatives, humanitarian aid, you know, the gray area that says we can take action to save people we have nothing to do with, we have no covenant with, doesn't doesn't hold water because it violates the real fundamental morality, which is thou shalt not kill. You cannot use aggression unless you're being aggressed upon. So they had to they mean whoever wanted this war, Obama and the people who he reports to, uh, they wanted this war and they realized the humanitarian excuse was just too flimsy and they had to introduce an excuse that provided a real uh, physical threat to Americans. So by extension, when you look at radical Islamists, you think, look at 9-11, radical Islam is a physical threat to United States citizens and we have to stop it. And then you layer onto that, Reports of dubious origin that say ISIS comes up through Mexico and is in the United States. I don't believe those reports. I don't have never seen any real evidence of that. But the idea that I'm trying to express is that uh, the libertarian and conservative principle is actually the same real. I think conservative voters don't buy into this idea of preemptive war. We need to obliterate anyone who might eventually become a threat. I think they recognize the principles of thou shalt not kill. But what we're told from the government and the media is that these people are a direct threat to us. Then you read something like this, which says we give them safe haven. We send them weapons. We uh, promote their existence despite the danger because we have geopolitical aims Geopolitical aims that serve the military industrial complex, not the individual, the sovereign citizen of the United States, not our defense of person or property, nothing that has its roots in morality. So I look at the facts uh, as absolutely critical that you can't allow, you can't, now that they've really proven, I would say, the government and the mainstream media as serving an agenda, propaganda agenda, you can't. The facts are the critical difference between uh, peace and war, between morality and immorality in this case in particular and and perhaps always. But I that's why I think um, conservatives and libertarians aren't as far apart as we as it seems. It's just where you get your news, I guess. So uh, on that note, I'm going to go to Randy in Sandy Springs, who I think wants to talk about some libertarian issues. Hi, Randy. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Yeah, you know, I've been listening to you and your callers and all, y'all going back to the 90s and uh, how this all started. Really, uh, go back to the late 1800s. Go back to World War One when all these guys drew all those lines out there in the desert. Uh, watch Lawrence of Arabia, that wonderful movie. It, it teaches a lot about what happened. And with what you're saying, Monica, uh, John McCain and Obama, they're on the same side. 
Obama and John McCain are feeding the military-industrial complex. That's what I think mainly this is all about, although I still think that Obama's a secret uh, Muslim who likes all this stuff. I think he's an atheist, but okay. That's cool. We kept all these westernized puppets of ours to keep their religious fanatic peasants in control for a hundred years, and now we're taking it all down, and these people want to uh, you know, do their caliphate, their religious fanatics, their own religion, and what does this do? This makes everybody a whole lot of money, because who else are we going to be fighting? This has been planned out for a long time. Hey, the communist thing is all over with. We're not going to attack China and Russia. Who can we sell these General Electric Tomahawk missiles to? Uh, how are we going to keep our business rolling that what General Eisenhower warned everybody about when, in his farewell address? Beware the military-industrial complex, because these guys are in business, and they don't like not being in business. All right, Randy, I got I, uh, I love what you're saying and how you're saying it, and I have two two different threads I want to pick up on. One, I just want to point out that the Sykes-Pico agreement, I think that's what it was called, that drew the red lines, right? Is that right? And originally made the Middle East a patchwork of competing tribes within these governments because they felt that that would keep them kind of powerless. Then, I would, maybe you don't know about this, but over time, and I think this kind of came out in the 70s, as they started having pan-Arab leaders, secular leaders emerge and kind of buddy up with the Soviet bloc, they started getting nervous about that, and they decided to take a different tack, which I think was called the Bernard Lewis plan. He came up with it. He was a U.K. guy. And he said, actually, what we should do is redefine it by tribal lines and just make sure that they that they focus on religion. And we kind of insert this deindustrialization into their moral scheme and weaken them that way, make sure that we can control the imams. This was the Barnard Lewis plan. So that's just, uh, I think, how it's changing from how we first arranged the Middle East to what's going to be the new Middle East. And then the second thing I want to say, very interesting, I really want to get into this. Um, in the next probably half an hour, that when were you, Randy, were you aware recently, a couple of months ago, when Hillary it was kind of outed as being the the driving force behind Libya? Are you aware of that? Absolutely. This yeah. whole thing with Benghazi, it's a gun-running scheme. We sent those weapons to the Syrian rebels, which are now ISIS. They didn't go to the showroom and buy those M1A tanks and those Hummers. We sent that stuff to them. Right. And that whole thing was a cover-up. It is a conspiracy. I wish you'd change your show to Monica's conspiracy <laughs> program. Well, people, people dismiss you when you say as if... That as if there's absolutely no question that people like Hillary Clinton and others are conspiring in emails that they don't release. I mean, conspiracy is just talking in secret about what you want to do, and people in power do that, whether it's for good or evil. But it, Sometimes it doesn't have to be in secret. People are so blind to what's really going on, I think it's as plain as the nose on your face. That's why it's so wild. You know, conservative media talk shows nationwide coast-to-coast talk shows everybody including the left and the right they all despise rand paul because he's talking the truth about what this is all about all right randy i almost never do this but i'm going to ask you to hang on through the break can you do that for me hey that's great Thanks. all right i want to get into the rand paul question and i have more to say about hillary libya and how these new documents 
uh, add a lot of light to what happened in Benghazi and why. And I think Randy's on to it, too. But I want to hear from you. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are talking about what's happening in the Middle East. Some new information that came out that uh, the United States knew about ISIS or its precursor was into it. That the main reason all this stuff is happening is we want, we, the, the Western forces, the power at the top, wants Assad unseated. My contention is that's not in my personal best interest. Like, I will not be safer. My property will not be safer. I'm the taxpayer. Uh, There's no, and morally, they're my agents. I cannot give them the right to take this guy out to create this problem in Syria, that they're doing it for geopolitical reasons that don't hold water. And actually, as uh, Assad himself said, you know, after me, the deluge, after me, Al-Qaeda spills over into Turkey and Europe. And that is what's happened in Libya and Iraq and stuff. So I'm not for it. But Randy and I, you still there, Randy? Yeah. Randy and I were starting to talk about the libertarian issues. And he pointed out that Rand Paul is public enemy number one, people on the left and the right. And I recall that McCain, if I'm not mistaken, said he'd rather have Obama win than Ron Paul, which is very telling. Absolutely. He called him a uh, loco bird. These guys, it is it, 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 the the sheep people that don't know what's going on that are blinded. They wear the jerseys. They listen to the cheerleaders with the pom poms going, you know, bomb, 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 Iraq, uh, Iran. Look what happened! It we take our strong man, the Shah of Iran, out. Jimmy Carter, thanks a lot. And then look what happened. Uh, they the Ayatollah was Western trained also, by the way. Like, I really don't know what the backstory is there, but the Ayatollah was Western trained. We fostered that revolution. Did we lose control Absolutely. of it? Like, what's really going on? You've got to keep those religious fanatic people of yours in check. Here's an Armani suit, a Cuban cigar, and here's some good Hennessy. And, and, the- and instead they foster it. Absolutely. And then, look, the, the Islamists take out Sadat. Mubarak stepped in. We go out and get Mubarak. Yeah, that and was look terrible. what happened to Egypt, a yeah. Muslim Brotherhood who wants to do a caliphate. The military had to come in because they said, this is a disaster. We're going to get ourselves nuked if we don't take over and throw I actually think... It wasn't even that sincere. I think that we gave the Muslim Brotherhood a shot because we have also had relationships with them for almost 100 years and that uh, ultimately we use them as a stepping stone, you know, a rebound relationship to get back to where we wanted, which was Mubarak's guy, al-Sisi. But when you look at McCain and that crowd, they, they are promoting a policy that has made the world a more dangerous place. And if you just need proof in the pudding, let's try a defensive policy of defense. But I want to get into the Hillary stuff after this, and I want to take more of your calls. Neil, Maurice, hang on. 404-872-0750. If you can't get through there, 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. There's a lot of, uh, well, badness in the world today. I see it in court every day. I've sentenced boys younger than you to the gas chamber. Didn't want to do it till I owed it to them. This is Monica Perez. I we've been talking about what's going on in the Middle East, and that clip was from Caddyshack. It was Ted Knight, who was a judge, and I know it's crude, 
But it really demonstrates, I was talking to a friend recently who could not, literally could not be further from me on the political spectrum, but I was saying how insane this concept is that we, uh, that Obama and Kerry wanted to uh, shoot Tomahawk missiles into Damascus uh, to avenge the children or Libya uh, or Hillary wanted to and did absolutely flatten Libya, just destroy Libya to save the people of, I think it was Benghazi was the original, like, oh, uh, Gaddafi's going to attack Benghazi. Libya is an absolute wreck, flattened. There were hundreds of bombs dropped on Libya uh, for no good reason. I want to get into that because some new documents came out this week that illuminate Benghazi, Libya, Hillary, all that. Uh but that that my friend said this Caddyshack quote, he pulled that one out just to demonstrate the absurdity of humanitarian bombs, humanitarian attacks. And you know, we were talking about the morality of it, that you can't you can't engage in a um, an act of uh, vengeance or whatever um, humanitarian uh, for humanitarian purposes that that you're really not allowed to kill unless it's in self-defense. And I actually got a tweet from Frankenstein who said, uh, I said, you know, thou shalt not kill. He said, thou shalt not murder. And I think that is important because I'm not a pacifist. I mean, most libertarians uh, are for some, everybody should have heavy duty weapons. Like defense is the number one thing, but with an emphasis on defense. So yes, thou shalt not murder. So you can't, kill unless you have a defensive reason to do that for yourself or your property. And that's the principle. I do want to get into the Hillary thing, but I want to take some calls before uh, I move on and change topics. I'm going to go to Neil. Hi, Neil. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. How you doing? Great. I just wanted to say that uh, I think that what's happening in the Middle East is a result of our uh, first calling them the axis of evil, which was a mistake. And then uh, my point is that I think Saddam may be alive. If you look at the video of his hanging, it looked like an elementary school magic trick gone bad. And the whole thing took like 20 or 30 seconds. And within that time frame, he was hung and then was laying flat on a bench with the noose not tied around his neck, coming off the side of his neck like it was never tightened up. The whole video was suspect. I assume that Saddam had millions, if not billions, of dollars put away in secret Swiss accounts. He uh, talked his people into helping him uh, fake his death then he could go get the money and split it with them and probably change his identity and appearance. Well, I haven't seen that, so I can't opine on it. Uh, well, I'm not, I am the last one to say that really unlikely things uh, don't happen. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff myself. That's just like, am I, you know, can't believe my own eyes. But I, I can't opine around. on that. But why, what's the significance of that? Just that he got away or that, you know, the whole thing was a setup? I couldn't believe that. that. Our, our whole effort was futile from the beginning. They were going to. They didn't want the weapons inspectors coming in because he was pretending to have chemical yes, weapons. Yes, I did so read that. That, that he he so felt that, that the Iran, only 
he felt that the only defense would be to actually make us think that he was stronger than he was. I guess that right. backfired. Right. And then the last day, they agreed to let the weapons ins- UN weapons inspectors come in. But Bush and Cheney said, no, 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 it's too late. We're starting the war at midnight or whatever. And so we bombed them, and we finally caught them. We spent trillions of dollars. We destroyed their country. We made the whole Middle East hate America. And now we're paying the price. And to top it all off, we turned him over to his own people. That was like turning Br'er Rabbit loose in the briar patch. And and what do you mean we're paying the price? What price do you think we're paying? Well, we paid the monetary price. Right. Our country's pretty much bankrupt. We spent a couple of trillion dollars running around over there. Now we're in Afghanistan still. We can't stop the poppy production. Her- the heroin. I think we is- promote it. The heroin trade is fueling their armies. That's yeah. where they get their money. And Dude, that's a whole nother can of worms. I can't do that. But that's going to come up. That Afghanistan thing is going to come up because the Bergdahl Five are on the loose. Um, and, that, and Afghanistan is also part of this new Middle East that I observed when I was doing some research into how they really wanted to restructure it all. That Afghanistan is also on the chopping block, that, that they, there would be a little piece of Pakistan, a little piece of Afghanistan making a Pashtunistan or something like that. And that all this stuff is part of that. So on the one hand, I mean, I don't know about what's staged, what's not staged, but I think the broad brush strokes, the pattern, the trend is pretty clear. There's an agenda to splinter those countries because it'll be easier to control them, that Strong pan-Arab secular leaders can make arm's-length transactions and alliances with what I call, that what is called our, our um, peers, our hegemonic peers like Russia and China, our regional hegemons. And we don't want those guys to be powerful enough to really challenge us on the world stage. And by controlling or even destroying resources, we have um, we can keep them at bay. And you might think that that's a totally valid reason to go to war there, that I'm naive and thinking that we have to stick to our principles. But frankly, uh, at a certain point, creating an unstable system above the law where we say, well, America is an exception to the law of respecting the sovereignty of other nations like Syria. What's to stop China and Russia from from claiming the same right that you really destabilize the system. The, the the rules are there. The law of nations is there for us all to respect. And that if you don't respect them, that's the price you pay. You, pre- you pay an, an unstable system and then you start losing your rights. You get a surveillance state. You get exorbitant taxes. Your sons go to war or, you know, they die or, or, or kill. Both are bad. So there's problems, you know, and uh, and I, I think if you stick to your principles, we if we had stuck with our principles originally with Iraq, which we had no right to invade, uh, and I didn't even see it at the time, but my father did. I mean, if you've been around the block, you can see it. We'd be we'd be in a better position today. I'm going to Maurice in Stone Mountain. Hi, Maurice. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I was just going to add a couple uh, things that I think are in the public record. Um, one is, uh, the, have you heard of the Lafon affair? No. This is, uh, I think, in 1954, uh, Israelis posed as Arabs in Egypt and uh, were planning and did, I'm not sure if they actually pulled off any of these, but they blew up, blew themselves up, 
and we're caught uh, try, trying to blame it on Arabs, uh, to, and they were targeting U.S. In, uh, you know, off buildings and things. I, I've read several reports like that. Not only Israel, but um, English, like MI5 guys. Uh, there's plenty of that. Operation Gladio. I was just in Italy. I uh, went to Rome, and uh, that yeah. my guide at the Coliseum was, I uh, said, I ever hear of Operation Gladio. It's where we left behind people who actually committed terrorist attacks and pretended to be communists to... Right you know, discredit the communists in Italy after the war. So this kind of thing, these false flag attacks are very common. Well, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, because I emailed you about the Corbett report and, and Sybil Edmonds, and that's her conjecture is that this, and also my conjecture is that al-Qaeda and all of these things are instruments of the West. But uh, back to uh, Israel, which actually... Uh, I think is one of the key players here. Um, you know, they also did the USS Liberty, and they're really the beginning of terrorism, you know, predating Gladio, really, because it's 1948 that they began, you know, blowing up various people. Yeah, I, I, I would have to look into that a little more. There's a book written by Netanyahu from a long time ago that I'm really eager to read that I think brings out like these tactics they wanted to use going behind the scenes the liberty thing i know that i think john mccain's father was instrumental in kind of keeping that hush hush because it really looked bad and you know so you got to wonder about that but you can't say uh, i don't like to sweep everybody away in a broad brushstroke like that. Because if you look at actually in Israel, there are real factions of people who don't approve of that. And if you look at Yitzhak Rabin was the prime minister and he was uh, negotiating peace, like he was going to change the world, I think. And he was murdered, assassinated as the prime, you know, while he was prime minister by a right wing Israeli. That's true. But all I'm saying is, uh, I don't approve of what our government is doing, and we're calling them we. And I'm. I know. Uh, I feel. I don't like, like that. In Israel, either. there are people that don't approve of what Israel's doing. But in terms of who benefits in the P- Middle East, you know, Victor Ostrovsky's, um, who wrote the by way of deception, he's a former Mossad agent. Uh, you know that. That's their logo, you know, by way of deception. So my thesis is is that Israel is using the United States for various uh, wars, and all of these uh, ISIS and whatnot are not attacking Israel. But look, um, Maurice, don't you think it's possible it can go the other way? Because when I look at this stuff, these documents, a clean break, uh, PNAC, the Project for New American Century, the Bernard Lewis Plan, these are all documents that are coming out of the West into Israel telling Israel what to do. I mean, I feel like that that it is not the tail wagging the dog, but that they are, uh, you know, our outposts there and they get used to their own detriment in order to be kind of ground zero for us to dominate that region for energy purposes except when you look at sheldon adelson and whatnot funding most of our candidates or goldman sachs funding obama the most you know all of this points in the other direction is all i'm saying uh and it's certainly worth considering yeah i hear you i have not been able to 
you know, definitively crack the code on that. I haven't come out. And, you know, it seems to me that there is an international power elite that spans the United Kingdom, the United States, Israel, Saudi Arabia, the Vatican, that it has no loyalty. I mean, these are big new Brzezinski's words. He was the national security advisor of Carter, who's written a lot, I think, to the power elite, not about the power elite. I think he gives you the blueprint. But he has said that this is there is an international power elite that has no loyalty to the country that it's from and does not have a touchstone on traditional values, which would explain some of these tactics that are used by all of these kind of intelligence agencies or whatever that report to the very top of each of these countries, which I think is the power elite. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I I don't I know that I don't know. <laughs> I know that like if I look at it, it, it seems like what Brzezinski said is right. And and to me, my uh, what I think we need to see first and foremost is that what's splashed across the headlines, we need to send troops into the Middle East to fight ISIS. You know, that we need to see through that because it doesn't matter who's controlling things. If we stick to our principles, if we stand down, if we stop with one hand promoting with what with the other hand we're fighting, if we just stand down and and stop increasing the danger, that that will disempower that power elite that that relies on our fears to take away our rights, to steal our money, to dominate really the world and other people. I, I don't know who's on top and I don't care. Um, <laughs> this is uh, if you want to call me 800 WSB talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Hi, tomorrow is going to be 84 with scattered afternoon and evening storms. Chance of rain, 40%. But stay tuned to WSB for the weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. So we've been talking about a lot of big issues here. And I'm going to start to bring it back down. Uh, At the top of the hour, I'm going to switch gears and talk about an article I just posted on my Facebook page called uh, Clinton Foundation Donors Got Weapons Deals from Hillary Clinton's State Department. It folds into some of these documents we're reading. Uh, it folds into that that the Judicial Watch released from the government that they supported ISIS. They saw what would happen in Iraq. Some of those documents also illuminate what was really going on in Libya, Benghazi. It all comes together, and I'm going to bring that to you. In the next uh, segment, I'm going to go real quick to Reggie and Decatur. I went a little bit long last segment, so I only have a shorty right now. But, uh, hey, Reggie, what you got? You're on with Monica. Well, all I want to say is that why, why, is it, why is it that when things like this happen, the lamestream mainstream media doesn't report on it as much as you do? Well, what do you think? Well, I think it's because they're too busy. And this goes for radio and TV, too, and even the Internet. I think they're far much way too damn freaking as busy discussing or debating entertainment, politics, religion, and not much else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's even worse than that. I think that they get the, maybe it's lazy, I don't know, but they get their tear sheets from government sources, really, and you see it, and they're anonymous. Like, anonymous sources say blah 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 Right. And, and you, they, there's no accountability there. They don't. These big multi-billion-dollar corporations no longer have bureaus in their in different countries. They're no longer on the ground. They're just getting this stuff. 
from from sources, anonymous official sources. It's like TASS. It's like what it was in the USSR and Russia, only we believe it. Right. And why is it that the same news media, radio and TV too, they're no longer objective but subjective. They only want to hear sound bites and, and narrative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's hard because then... When we want to talk about this stuff in depth, we kind of have to start from scratch, prove our assumptions, which is a bar that the mainstream media is not held to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So people will read the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, and they will give them the benefit of the doubt. My husband does that all the time. How can you say that? The Wall Street Journal is right here. But I have been able to prove many, many times that what's reported there simply is not true and uh, that there's contra evidence that they should be looking at, including this stuff about ISIS. Uh, So I'm going to dig in a little bit to the Hillary, Benghazi and uh, cronyism connection coming up. And I want to take more of your calls. 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.